1: 8.36 right now. You're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Melissa Idris. I've got Joyce Ko and Tan Chung here with me. And we're keeping a close eye on an announcement expected later today, around 11am. It is expected that the PKR Secretary General, Datuk Saifuddin Nasution, will announce the parliamentary seat in which Datuk Sri Anwar Ibrahim could be contesting in. Now, speculation has been rife as to which seat it will be. The star this morning has on its front page that it could be, it could likely be in Port Dixon. The Port Dickson seat is of course held by Datuk Daniel Balagopal Abdullah who is PKR's sole member of parliament in Negeri Sembilan. To help us discuss this, we have on the line Ibrahim Sufyan, or affectionately known as Ben. He is the uh, Programme Director of the Merdeka Centre, which is an independent pollster. Now, good morning, Ben. Thanks for uh, helping us understand the chatter ahead of the announcement. But before we go into your expectations, I'd like to kind of zoom out a little bit and, and ask you if you think that someone should be vacating their seat for Anwar.
0: Well, uh, thanks for having me on. I think You know, if we look at the chatter of what's happening on social media and people in civil society, there is a general disdain for members of parliament to vacate their seats after they've been chosen in what was seen to be a very hard-fought election uh, just to allow uh, another person to assume a higher position. Um, But having said that, uh, the admission of Dato' Sri Anwar as possible future Prime Minister, I mean, it is something that has been very much talked about, uh, you know, since even before the general election, and Pakatan Harapan had in the past agreed to an arrangement where the current Prime Minister will stand for a couple of years and then pass the baton on to uh, Anwar. Uh, so I think people are, uh, are aware of that. But I think the process by which this is being carried out uh, does leave uh, some people wrong, some people are not happy with the continuous politicking that has uh, been going on. Because while this is uh, happening, PKR is also having its own internal party elections process, which is uh, going to commence uh, sometime in the third week of September.
2: Well, Ben, um, Saifuddin Nasuddin, uh, Nasution said that the seat uh, is not pandan, which is held by Dato Sri Dr Wan Aziza, Wan Ismail. So in your opinion, do you think she should vacate her seat?
0: Well, the the general conception of the public is that uh, Datuk Sri Dr Wan Aziza is in many ways uh, a proxy for Datuk Sri Anwar, uh, the former de facto head of uh, PKR and now the party president. Uh, so the general view was that uh, she uh ought to make way for her spouse to take over and then eventually he will... uh you know when the day comes uh, become prime minister uh, so now you know the prospect of anwar contesting in another seat does leave this uh, government with an awkward position of having two immediate family members in cabinet you know once anwar takes over <laughs>
2: Hey, Ben Han here. So look, this narrative about you know incumbents having to make way for Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim, this has played out actually three times within a decade. So that narrative is particularly sticky with Dato Sri Anwar, right? So give us a sense about the, um, the, the political clout that Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim has right now. Because we, we recall shortly after May 9th, there were jubilant scenes that greeted uh, Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim when he was released from prison. Right? Has that waned over the last three, four months or so? Well, I think the Pakatan
0: Harapan's government honeymoon period is still still there, but I think the euphoria has started to wear thin. Uh, And I think the challenges will start to come to bear once the government unveils its 2019 budget. Mm. Uh, But having said that, uh, many voters, particularly those who uh, chose for Pakatan Harapan, remain hopeful that they can deliver the goods. And so along with that, I think there is, I would say, sizable support for Datuk Sri Anwar from a broad spectrum of the public. But uh, I think we also have to bear in mind that Pakatan Harapan won the election with just a plurality of the vote. They didn't capture full majority, and so even if he comes in, he's probably going to encounter a majority of the Malaysian public that is less than enamoured by his presence and his politics. So it's not going to be easy, certainly, but uh, they are in control and uh, they have to make good on the policies for reform.
1: Ben, what do you make of the the speed and the pace of which Anwar wants to be an MP? Does it reveal any kind of concern uh, on his part with his own position within PKR?
0: Well, I think if we look at the history between Dr. Mahathir and Anwar Ibrahim, you know, it's doesn 't take a political scientist to figure out that there are trust issues between the two individuals, and the coalition itself was formed you know primarily to Barista National and then win power. Uh, the process by which cabinet members are formed you know also gives uh, an indication of how hard fought the relations are within the coalition. So Anwar Ibrahim's pace to ascend to become a parliamentarian and subsequently take the top post uh, is a little faster than what many people expect because the end of Dr. Mahathir's uh, two-year period, you know, won't come to bear until, you know, middle of 2020. So there's still many, many months ahead, but by pushing, by forging ahead, trying to come in earlier, I think this may cause more friction and opens up potential for conflicts within Pakatan Harapan itself.
2: Does this also set the tone for perhaps when Dato Sri Anwar will assume the premiership uh, sooner rather than later? Because we recall there was a two-year timeline that was initially perceived to be this hard line in the sand. Then we've got comments from Dr. Mate saying, well, you know, when the time is right, I think Dato Sri Anwar is well, has commented to that effect, giving them some uh, some some room to perhaps some wiggle room here. So again, given this by-election and the, the speed of this announcement, does it have bearings on when Dato Sri Anwar Ibrahim will assume the premiership as well?
0: Well, I think, you know, uh, when and how that Sri Anwar eventually is able to assume uh, the prime ministership is only for God to determine, you know, mm. men can plan. But uh, I think there's still, you know, a fair amount of time between now and that supposed date. Uh, but what has, I think, transpired has... Essentially, you know, polarized his own party into two factions: one that wants to continue to work with Mahathir and continue the business of reform, and another that wants to uh, truly support Anwar. So, a very factional. Uh, fight that wants to ensure that Anwar doesn't miss his chance to become Prime Minister this time. So, these are the two narratives that are developing, and alongside Anwar's bid to gain back entry into Parliament is this uh, party fight, the party contest uh, that's also underway. So, one can see the discourse that's uh, Kind of percolating in the public space that uh, those people who are not fervent for Anwar are disloyal and lackeys of Dr. Mahathir, whereas uh, the other group is, uh, you know, fighting for Anwar and not for the people.
2: Ben, which seat do you think will uh, be announced for Anwar Ibrahim to stand election in? uh, Do you think it will be Port Dixon, as uh, on the star's front page?
0: I suspect so. I mean, uh, trying to find out from people I know inside PCR, what I'm told is that after they have crossed off the potential seats, uh, like originally it was from Matampao and Pandan, and then there was some rumour about Nibung Tobal, but the standing MP of Nibung Tobal, you know, has come out to say that he's not vacating his seat. I think the only seat that is left uh, you know, unanswered is uh, Port Dixon. And Port Dickson in itself is a very interesting seat uh, that that uh, has a sizable number of military votes, but at the same time has also been with PKR for many number of years.
1: So, uh, does it matter, Ben, which seat that Anwar contesting? I mean, it's likely that he will win by a big margin. Yes.
0: Well, uh, I think uh, it does matter when he contests. You know, Anwar I I needs to contest in a seat that is roughly replicated replicative of the national voting profile, and therefore he has to contest in a Malay majority seat, and therefore cannot contest in an urban seat like Pandan. Uh, that's why I think you know people are ruling out Pandan uh, for now. Uh, but beyond that, uh, looking at the three by-elections that we've encountered so far, voter response to Action campaigning has been very tepid at best. Mm. And, you know, we are looking at 40% turnout ranges. So I think there is a question mark in terms of if Anwar runs anywhere, will he be able to persuade large numbers of people to show up and vote? Uh, because I think voter turnout and the margin of victory is also indicative of uh, how you know, people perceive him and receive him as an incoming future leader.
1: Ben, thanks so much for speaking with us this morning. That was Ibrahim Sufyan, Programme Director of Merdeka Centre. Now, after this, we're going to be discussing the latest buzz coming out of the SST implementation. Could we be seeing cheaper cars and homes? Stay tuned. BFM 89.9.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.